Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who share our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Spelt with a capital A-R-T. I like how you're adding that in, Mary. Hello, 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 my friend. Hi, I have missed you. I have missed you as well. How are things going? Well, terrific. I, I think about you every time I hear people say thanks for uh, the classes that I've been teaching with improvisation. How is that going? It's going wonderful. And one of the young ladies who's in the class came with her family to see me at uh, Main Street yesterday. And her parents were talking about how happy she is with what she's doing. And I love it. We have all different ages. Yeah. And everyone is is growing leaps and bounds. It's really neat to see. You know, one of the things that we're learning about that is that these kind of eight week experiences for seniors, whether it's improv or storytelling or rock band, they find that they love it so much they don't want to stop. So they're coming to us and saying, hey, can we continue this? Can we create a drama company? Can we have a singing group? And it's like, oh, boy, look what we've created all of these happy seniors who are loving the arts. And there's so much going on in our arts community right now. Goodness gracious. We are Well, we're thrilled that UCF celebrates the arts just wrapped up. It was eight days of the Dr. Phillips Center. UCF kind of took it over. Mm. And everything from Leonard Bernstein's Mass to Blackberry Winter, which is a one-woman play with Suzanne O'Donnell. Wow, yes, we heard uh, about that. About Alzheimer's and dementia to showcasing a lot of their ensembles and vocal groups. It really was a great... Um, I just went and spoke to their whole faculty yesterday. It was super fun. How was that? Uh, it was great. Uh, we're building some really cool partnerships with them, mm-hmm. but they're really proud of what they did in the community. I just think that's neat to see uh, really our upstanding kind of educational system with Valencia and Rollins and Full Sail and Seminole State and all the good things that they are doing when it comes to the arts. That's beautiful. You know, I got an email from you about, I know you're starting a speaker series And I had talked about wanting to do something with improvisation, but after our conversation with Dr. Uh, Sanfilippo and Dr. Lonham, I thought, you know what? I'm going to specialize on how the leadership skills that make for a good leader are the same skills that make for a good improviser Mm. because they really are. And we'll talk about that more on another show, but I'm excited. I'm I'm getting all these ideas because uh, the template is the same. You know, I'm sure we're not onto something new here, Mary, but it sure is exciting to have an organization like Career Source, which is our largest nonprofit here in Central Florida, reach out and say, hey, can you come in and speak about the arts and can you do our all-employee day and use improv to talk about multicultural sensitivities and empathy and all these emotional connection and all these fun things. Uh, And then I was just meeting with the Holocaust Museum yesterday and they said, hey, would you consider putting some teaching artists together to come in and teach our docents about how to be more empathetic when they tell their stories through improv? Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, I just said something. Some cool stuff, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But you know, when we had our our medical course through UCF and we were teaching fourth year medical students Mm -hmm. about how to be a better doctor through the arts, I guess that can translate really to anything in life. Look at what you've done. Oh, I don't know. You've done it, Mary Tom. I don't know. We've we've all done it together. That's the collaboration. (laughs) I'm very excited about today. I am too. And I'm very excited, uh, one, because my wonderful assistant, Aaron Stilson, brought this show to us. And then I got here and realized that I, I knew so many faces and faces that sang with us back in the day in our very first concert ever. 
but you know, w- this is our first church music show, and my degree is in church music, so I love that world and what came from that so world. Long? I don't know, three years yeah. in, in the making, and here we are. No pressure, everybody. This has been three years in the making, <laughs> uh, but we're super excited today to have Basilica of the National Shrine of Mary, Queen of the Universe. Uh, their choir and all of the things they're doing in the arts. That's what we're talking about today. And on the show, you won't meet all of them this segment. We'll come back and reintroduce them. But we have uh, Dr. William Pilcher, who is the uh, director of the choir. And we also have Julie Batman, Aaron Stilson, Marshall Webb, A.C. James, John Murray, and Kari Ryan. So welcome to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, goodness. So Dr. Pilcher, am I saying that right? Pitcher. 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 I couldn't find it. There it is. Dr. <laughs> Where? Dr. Pitcher. Pitcher is there. There you are. That's me. Well, you made a good stab at it. I That's thought there good. was an L in there. Dr. Pitcher, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You're such a well-respected musician in our community. I want to make sure I get everything about you right. Dr. Pitcher, tell us about your journey uh, in church music and what led you to be the music director at National Shrine of Mary Queen. Okay. Well, first of all, you can call me Bill if you want. Okay, Bill. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> it's a lot easier. I'll call you Dr. Bill. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I started off as a trumpet. Actually, I started off as an organist. My dad was a roller skating rink organist back in the 40s and 50s. And a roller skating the, rink organist. That's right. What that, is that? that well, a, a skating rinks back in the day had an organist that provided the music, and he was one of the best. And did they have the same kind of games, like you go to this corner and that corner and you do Some different things? Some of them, things? they did dances, uh, certain dances, foxtrots, uh, tangos. Um, it's, it's, it was quite a thing. Where That's I grew up, cool. we had a live musician at the roller rink, too. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have foxtrot or waltzes, yeah, but we did right. have Was a, it an organist? Yeah. yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah. I, don't, I wonder why. I don't know. Well, it's kind of phased out now, but anyway, that's he was my uh, biggest influence, my dad, and that's how I got into music. But I was a trumpet major in college. I okay. did my, all my degrees in trumpet. Somehow I drifted off into church music, and I'm uh, so grateful that I did because I wound up here in Orlando uh, at the, probably the biggest church in the area. And the uh, choir that I was blessed to uh, be in front of is actually there's 15 of us when it when it's all together, 15 professional singers. Wow. And they're amazing. We brought six of them today. So is your degree, your doctorate degree in trumpet or yes. is it in church music? It's in trumpet. And how do you get a doctorate degree in trumpet? How do you how do you get it? Yeah. Do you just have to be really great? Practice, uh, well, practice, the, practice. A lot of classes. <laughs> there were there were five recitals. Five recitals. That I had to do. And I was working, actually, to be truthful, working as a full-time trumpet player back then. I was okay. in the, the uh, United States Navy Band in Washington, Oh, wow. DC. How yeah. many years did you do that for? Eight years. Wow. Yep. Thank you for your service. Well, thank you. My pleasure. That's very cool. And with the church music background, I when I got my degree in church music, it was it was really difficult because they made you take all these instrumental method classes, right? Like you have That's to know right. a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. So I can play like Mary Had a Little Lamb and Joy to the World on every instrument, but I can't <laughs> play anything actually well. But I know a little bit about all of it. So that that's really that's really cool. So then what brought you what year did you come to Mary Queen of the Universe? Uh, Two thousand one. I was at the cathedral in St. Petersburg before then. And I heard about this job, and I, I talked to the founding rector, Monsignor Joseph Hart, and we had a lively conversation, and it turned out that this was a good move uh, for all of us. He used to tell me that Our Lady brought you here. Uh, so, Our Lady. Uh, I, I trust him. Mary. Mary, <laughs> As yeah. a mother of Jesus. Yeah, that, nice. There we go. <laughs> so, Not uh, Mary, the show host. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I got him here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well done, my friend. So, you, uh, you know, if you... Anybody that's listening, whether you're in Tampa or Daytona Beach or right in the heart of Orlando, if you've ever driven on I-4 out by Disney World, 
you've seen this mammoth church, right? Is it? It's probably one of the largest. It's the largest chur- in the area for sure. Okay. And how many people attend the church? We do five masses a weekend. The place seats 2,000 comfortably, 3,000 with standing room. And it was built to serve the tourists who come to the area. It's a Roman Catholic church. All faiths are welcome, of course, uh, but there's no parish base. Uh, it's all tourists that come. And so the good thing is I can play really bad one weekend, and then the next weekend nobody remembers because it's a whole different crowd. That's great, yeah. Inle- unless they're here for a few weeks, and then Right, then I'm in stuck. trouble. Yeah, then you're in trouble. <laughs> Will you tell us the difference between a basilica and a church? I'd be happy to. A basilica is really one of the Pope's churches. There are only so many basilicas around the world. We're a minor basilica. There are major basilicas in Rome. That's where the major basilicas are, like St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. Um, but various other places in the world, there are minor basilicas. And we have uh, like a, an umberlino, which is a, a sort of like an umbrella that's half opened to symbolize that the Pope is welcome at any time. Oh, wow. So mm. if the Pope were to come to Magic Kingdom, he'd probably do Mass at, at the shrine. Oh, oh wonderful. Nice. Has he ever been to Magic Kingdom? I think we would have known. This I Pope, guess. I wouldn't be surprised if he I mean, you, he would. Would, you would know, Mary. And he would probably stand in line. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> he would. <laughs> maybe that's not. what he does. That's true. <laughs> So when, or when and who were, is responsible for music being so important to this church? To this particular church or in history? In th- no, in this particular church. Well, the founding rector had a vision that the shrine would be an art center like the cathedrals of Europe. Mm. Wow. Uh, Michelangelo did his, all of his work for uh, the church and, and many other artists, uh, composers, Palestrina, uh, William Byrd, many, many others. And so it was his vision that it would be filled with original artwork, which it is, and he wanted to be the music uh, to be the best it possibly could be. Mm. We commission new works for the choir. Uh, we do a regular concert series. In fact, the next one's coming up on May 20th. It'll be a concert uh, for Pentecost, and we'll mm-hmm. do the famous Hallelujah Chorus. Oh, when, nice. When you say you commission works for the choir, local musicians? or Some local musicians, some uh, well-known. We had two pieces that were written for us by Jeannie Cotter from Minnesota. Uh, and also Carson Kuhlman, who's uh, quite a well-published composer, wrote a piece for us. Derek Johnson, who writes a lot of the music for Disney, you know mm-hmm. Derek? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wrote a setting of Hail, Holy Queen for us. That is, nice. We recorded it on one of our CDs. And then we have composers within the group. Marshall Webb, who is here, uh, has written several pieces for us uh, and other composers within the group and locally. That's wonderful. We love to do music that was written especially for us, and we know the composers. So this might that might be the answer to my next question in that, there are a lot of great church music programs in the Central Florida region, but for some reason, your music program continues to rise to the top. You hear about it all the time, oh, and you. it's pretty coveted to get to sing in the Basilica Choir, right? Like, it's it's really difficult to get yes. there. We choose carefully. You choose carefully. Well, it looks like you've chosen well. <laughs> Why do you, what do you attest that to? Why is this program really respected in the community and and what are some reasons why it's gotten there i think uh, well the the major reason that it's so good is that they're all professional singers they all have usually degrees in music or musical theater or extensive experience with uh, choirs mm. um, so we audition uh, very it's a very strict audition to get into the group and then there's a period of time where we try them out uh, and, but the other thing that I think makes us soar above the rest is the group has become a bit of a family. Mm. Mm. Even though it's a choir for hire, so to speak, they love each other. And if you come to our rehearsals or any of our um, warm-up sessions, you'll see that. Mm. They just love each other. What kind and of th- commitment from your choir do you have in terms of rehearsals and performances? Just like any other church choir, we, we rehearse every, uh, well, we rehearse Thursday nights. It's once a week. Uh, and then we sing three masses on the weekend, Saturday at 6 o'clock. 
and then Sunday morning, 9.30 and 11 o'clock, mm. plus Holy Days. Uh, and we do four or five concerts a year at the Shrine. Um, and then we do several uh, outreach things in the community, and we've even traveled and done some touring in Ohio. Do you sometimes do weddings and services? Not at the Shrine. There are no weddings or funerals at the Shrine, but we have been asked to do weddings and funerals elsewhere at I other see. churches. Is that a common thing, to not have weddings or funerals at the Shrine, at a Shrine? Um it's common for us because it's not a parish church. It's the tourist. It, yeah, yeah, if we had weddings at the shrine, it's such a beautiful long aisle that we would probably drag all of the weddings from all the other churches <laughs> around. We'd have a lot of pastors that would be angry at us. Yeah. That. Now, you say it's a tourist church, but I'm sure there are people who come consistently every single week. Yeah, uh, that's there, their church. We have a large group of volunteers, yeah. about 30, 300, 300 volunteers. Wow. Uh, yes, we, we need them because the place is so big. <laughs> and there are some people who come regularly because they like the pre or they like the music, or they just like the, the vibe that's in the building. It's a very happy vibe. Everyone who goes to Mass there is happy to be there. They're, mm. they're going to Disney after Mass. Why wouldn't they be happy? Exactly. Yeah. So do, can people just come dressed however they want because yeah. they're on Imagine their way? Bands and all. Uh, yes. Yeah, magic yeah. pants and all. I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> is it the awesome. priest that asks work of you what, what to do or tells you that was a good performance today? Or, good, or do, does he have say in what you perform? Oh, of course. He's our boss. Uh, uh, he's, he trusts me, so he never tells me what to do. Which, <laughs> But, you know, I tr- we try to make him happy. That's and we nice. try to make him look good, which is always a great thing. He's very, very supportive. His name is Father Paul Henry. Okay, uh, so I have a question for, and it may it may sound ignorant, but if you're not from the Catholic background, you know, when it, from a, from music, you you might not know all the different things that are sung or chanted. So I'm from the Southern Baptist world. Very Ooh, different. Very different, <laughs> right? So I did get uh, just recently, the last few weeks, I was in Washington D.C. and and went to a. Uh, choir song, I think it was at the National Cathedral, yes. and it was just beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. And then I went to a mass, and I had no idea what I was doing, but it was just so beautiful. But there's a lot of moments where the choir leads through singing right. or chanting, or so. How many times does a choir sing for you in one of your services? Well, in our services, a lot. I mean, we do all the regular mass parts that have come down to us for hundreds and hundreds of years. The Kyrie, the Gloria, the Sanctus, Benedictus, Agnus Dei. Those are all standard Mass parts. If you listen to a Mozart Mass or a Haydn Mass, those are the standard Mass parts. But at the Shrine, most Catholic Church, we also sing a gathering song, opening hymn. Um, the choir sings an anthem at Offertory. We sing a couple at Communion, sometimes even three, because Communion takes forever <laughs> at the Shrine. There's I was going to say, people. there's a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes we'll do uh, you know, a special thing at the end. So. What would a service be like without music, in your opinion? Shorter. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should qualify that. Everybody would get to the buffet quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, in, 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 in a service of worship, if there was no music, what might that service not have... Um, those that come leave with? Well, in, in, in the Catholic Church, everything would be spoken. The things that we normally sing, the mass parts would be spoken. I'm prejudiced, of course, because I'm a musician, but when there's no music at all, it seems to fall a little bit flat. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes it's it's nice to have the quiet. So, mm. And this yeah. exit music was right on key. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, listeners, we're going to need to take a short break, but we will be back. Please stay with us. We're on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.
Welcome back, listeners, to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. This is Joshua Vickery with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt. And today we are talking all things arts, of course, but we are also getting to know more about the National Shrine of Mary Queen of the Universe. We just spent some time talking to Dr. Bill Pitcher, and he is the music director there and uh, is doing a fantastic job bringing quality arts uh, to this church that um, has been reaching mostly out to tourists, Mary. Isn't that very cool? And they stay packed. And they stay packed. I love that. Well, and they also were talking about how they only have to be good for like a week or two. I kind of <laughs> like that too. That's a, that's kind of nice, actually. And we also have some of their fabulous singers here on the show today. And in this segment, we're going to be talking to Julie Batman, who's a soprano. Uh, and you also sing at other places too, Julie, right? Yes. Yeah, Bach Festival. And I know you've done some stuff with that. No? You, all over. But you, I'm saying in the past, you've sung with all sorts Opera of Orlando. Upper Orlando with us. Yeah, very cool. All over the The place. Very cool. And then we also have Marshall Webb, who is a composer and singer and teacher and director and all of the (laughs) above. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Josh. And then we also have Kari Ryan, who sang in our very first concert at Central Florida Community Arts. She's a fabulous soprano, uh, but she also is on staff uh, here at the church. So, Kari, what do you do there? So I um, am in charge of developments while fundraising activities as well as marketing and communications for the Shrine. Very cool. And so you are the person to talk to about upcoming concerts, yes, right? Yes, I would love to share that. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> okay. it. Okay, so we uh, our last concert of our 2017-2018 season will be on Sunday, May 20th at 3 p.m. at Mary Queen of the Universe Shrine. It's a Come to Us Creative Spirit. It's a celebration of music from the Easter season in Pentecost. And I also, Josh, grew up uh, Southern Baptist. Mm. I did convert a couple of years ago <laughs> to Roman Catholicism on my uh, spiritual journey. But um, so Pentecost essentially is the end of the sort of the end of the Easter season. It's the final uh, Sunday in the Easter season before we go back into ordinary time within the liturgical year. And that will resonate with some of our Lutheran friends and mm. and, and others. Um, so it's a, it's a time of celebration and uh, spiritual music where we're talking about um, what what kind of all happened during that time um, in the Christian story? Cool. So music by Handel, John Rutter, Mozart, um, and more. You know, Bill always does a great job putting together a fabulous program. So it's twenty five dollars. Um, ages twelve and under are free. If you've got a big group, give us a call. We'd love to facilitate that, um, and we'd just love to have you down at the shrine. Um, First five people who call 407-239-6600 will receive a Basilica Choir CD. And as Josh said, our choir is actually professional, so you're getting top-grade music. But we'd love to um, have you just say you uh, mentioned that you heard us on iHeartRadio, this program, and we will get you set up with the CD. You know, I went to your website, and I noticed that you have some of your CDs there. We do. We do. So people can purchase on them online. They can. And if you come by the shop, we have a 10,000-square-foot gift shop um, that, you know, does have a lot of beautiful religious pieces, but it also has a lot of um, other beautiful things as well. And we have a great collection of our our, uh, professional choirs greatest hits if you will and all of their albums are there as well Mm -hmm. great and you also have a concert on sunday may 12th ave maria a celebration of mother's day is that something yeah so that will be that's part of our 2019 season so about a year from now Um, but i'm so glad you brought up mother's day because it's neat to, to be able to do that concert 
in tandem with Mother's Day at the Shrine because we have an amazing display of 10,000 roses. What? Going on 25 years. We're in our Silver Jubilee year at the Shrine um, since its dedication in 1993. So this is a big year for us. Wow. Wow. But you put out that many roses? That many roses. It is. It's incredibly beautiful. And do the mothers all walk away with one? They can. Yet they uh, will often leave them for Mary or for like in memory of a mother Mm -hmm. at the altar. We have a flower market outside so you can come and bring your your mom or your sister or your grandmother and and get them a sweet corsage or a rose or it's just a really sweet time. It's it's just beautiful. And do you get a lot of our local residents coming to your special concerts and services? We do. We'd love to have more. We Mm -hmm. are a tourism industry and I think as I was sharing with you before we came back on the air, we actually, uh, our history goes back to the 1970s when our bishop at the time was contacted by someone at Disney and said, we, we need some people down here. We need a priest. Can you send a priest to come and, uh, and, and celebrate Mass for our, our guests? And so that really started, was a catalyst, if you will, for what became this amazing ministry um, that was back in 1975. And it grew and it grew and it grew until they needed a place. Mm. And so our founding rector was just incredible and, and, and bold and asking people for help. And keep in mind, these are all people that don't live here. Yeah. We are 100% supported by a global community. Wow. So it's a, it, you come one time. Just come one time and you'll be touched. Just come one time. If you want something fun to do that doesn't cost you anything, come see us at the Shrine. And I to be with a mixture of guests from all around the world and from local people, that would be a beautiful thing. It is, it's, it is so special. Mm. Yeah, I've been a couple of times, and every time I go, it's it's I'm just in awe of the building and the architecture and then the music. It's just it's just phenomenal. So the the official title of the church is Basilica of the National Shrine of Mary, Queen of the Universe. Yes, so we are National Shrine. Well, what does everybody affectionately call it, right? Like, do you say that every time you talk about your church? Is <laughs> well, it? we do say when we, good afternoon, the Basilica of the National Shrine of Mary, Queen of the Universe. How may I assist you? But you, what do you call it, Kari? <laughs> I call it the Shrine or the Basilica, the shrine, Mary okay. <laughs> Shrine. It's, it's referred to in a number of ways. Um, and uh, but There's always a, the official a, title, and then there, yes, we know it as affectionately Mary as Mary Queen Mary of the Shrine. Shrine. Mary okay. Queen of the Universe. But uh, yeah. Very cool. So yeah. if we get jumbled on the long title, just say Mary Shrine. Or Mary, the Basilica, then we'll be either. Good. Yeah, you're, you're so good. I have cool. a question to sure. make. I'm not a question. I have a confession to make. When the first was, church was first uh, built, I have a picture in front of it of the sign that says Mary Queen of the Universe. That's amazing. <laughs> like I would as love a tourist? To, see that. Like, to be like. <laughs> No, because it's my name. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. I do. You're in good company, Mary. A lot of us in the Catholic community were named Mary or Maria for Our Lady. So you're totally And then you fine. showed that to your husband and your friends and said, in case you forget. No, he took Here's it. Here's the truth. Oh, he took it. <laughs> I love it. Is that, is that a horrible thing? No, no it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's pretty common. Listen, Jesus has a sense of humor, so it's completely fine. Amen. Yep. Uh, so, Julie, what is it like to sing in this great choir as a soprano? It's it's an honor. I think you know, there's many people that could be chosen to do that, and I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm grateful to sing among professionals who are composers, the conductors. I mean, everybody in the group is just... Really, really talented. Um, the reason I wanted to be here at the Basilica is that um, I grew up a church musician too. My mom was the organist, choir director, and so I kind of grew up doing that. Um, I really enjoy sacred music. I've always been really interested in it. And I found over my studies in college that I really got interested in Mary and the, the idea of a female divinity 
um, or sacred female. Um, so I was looking for music that I could find, and it just kept coming up with the same text, and then found out about the shrine, and I'm like, wow, I think I could learn a lot more about Mary if mm. I actually was in a Catholic church. So that's one thing I really get out of, of being here. Um, that's it, so cool. And you sing soprano. So for those listening who might have no idea what that means, what is a soprano? <laughs> soprano <laughs> soprano can sometimes be called diva. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, depending on who you ask, there's lots of definitions of soprano. Right. What is your definition of soprano? My definition of soprano, um, I don't know. It's the person who gets the melody quite frequently. Uh, some of us love to have solos. I personally love to have solos. And yeah. as a soprano, you get to have a lot of those. Um, and you hit the highest notes. And you get the highest notes. And Are um, you a first soprano or a second yeah. soprano? So you get to hit the highest of the high notes. Yeah. And what is the highest note you can hit, Julie? Um, <laughs> on my very best day, it was a high G above a high G. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. But I don't do that in public. <laughs> 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 oh, Those are the things that happen in the quietness of our cars, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Cool. And so Marshall Webb, uh, I am very familiar with your awesomeness and all of your great work that you do. Uh, the first time I ever experienced Marshall Webb, I did not know him. It was before I started CFC Arts when you sang at Disney uh, with the guys group uh, before Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And I just thought you were the coolest dude. Oh, I, I mean, so I still nice, think Josh. you're the coolest dude, but I thought you were so cool. And then I got to know you and realized that you were a wonderful human being and that you were a great musician, not just a good singer, but a great musician. And then just for the last couple of years, realized that you were also a composer. <laughs> so you wear many hats as an artist. Which one do you enjoy the most? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a really tough question. Um, I, for, for me, me personally, you know, it's been uh, talked about earlier that this is a very coveted position to sing in this choir. Mm. I've done a lot of things musically over the years. I come from a musical theater background, a choral background. I've done a lot of different things. This job musically has been the most satisfying job that I've ever had anywhere. Tell wow, us why. That's a big compliment. It, it really is. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, culturally, experientially, um, we have different backgrounds. So a lot of us come together from, from different faith backgrounds, uh, different, different beliefs, different uh, values, uh, systems, and everything. Mm -hmm. And we all come together, love each other every single week. It's just a beautiful thing. For, for me, um, I came from a, a Baptist background as well. Mm -hmm. um, so on Thursdays and Saturdays, I'm Catholic. And then the rest of the week, I work for First Baptist of Windermere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. You are so going to heaven. <laughs> Either there or somewhere. I'm not sure. You know, but uh, If you but, can be a Baptist and a Catholic at the same time, you deserve to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but so for that and for, um, you know, the, the other itch that it scratches for me is that I get to do a lot of writing. And, and the beautiful thing is anything I write, these people can sing because uh, some of the things I write are not always that mm. easy. <laughs> do you sometimes are, write going, oh, I know she can hit that note or, oh, he'll sound great on this solo. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> and what are, what maybe what are what's one of your f most favorite pieces that you've composed for this choir? Wow, that's that's tough. Um, probably probably one of one of the things is a uh, a, a piece that I wrote in uh, Brazilian Portuguese. It's called Semea Mais, and it's written on the scripture, "If ye love me, mm. keep my commandments." So um, and and like I said, we the good thing is we get to sing in so many different languages. I mean, uh, you know, we're always doing something different. How many? Wow. Ooh. What Goodness. would you guess? Bill? Irish Gaelic. More than five? Irish oh, yeah. Gaelic, French, 
German, Spanish, English. A lots of a lot of Latin. Wow. A lot of Latin. That's, That's seven cool. right there. And what do you do, Marshall? You know, writers have writer's block, right? And I'm assuming composers have composer block. What do you do to find inspiration when you're in the middle of a piece and you don't really know where to go with it? Um, okay, just being completely honest and not in, not trying to be entertaining at all, I seriously have to walk away, um, yeah. and that's what I do. Um, if I do that, I will walk away, and I will go and load the dishwasher. I will walk away, seriously, yeah. but when I come back and sit down, it's almost like it's fresh, and yeah, and, and yeah so then, then it just starts blowing out again. It's but like a reboot, isn't it? it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Sometimes reboot. you have to get out of it to see it. You know something, our guests don't know this, and we're coming up at the end of this segment, but at the top of the next segment, so you don't want to go away, our choir is going to sing for all of you. So that's how the next um, segment of this show will open. So you don't want to go away, listeners. Please stay tuned. Yes, do not turn the dial, because you're going to love what you're going to hear coming up as we hear more from the Basilica of the National Shrine of Mary, Queen of the Universe, Choir. I got a harp up in the kingdom made of that good news. Gonna shoulder up my cross. Gonna take it home to my Jesus. Say to that good news. Good news. I got a harp up in the kingdom made of that good news. I'm gonna lay down this world. Gonna shoulder up. Gonna take it home to my Jesus. Ain't that good news? Good news. I got a robe up in the kingdom made of that good news. I got a robe up in the kingdom made of that good news. I'm gonna lay down this world. Gonna shoulder up on my cross. Take it home to the Jesus, say that good news, good news, good news, good news, good news, ain't that a good news, good news, good news, ain't that a good news, ain't that a good news, I'm gonna lay down this world, gonna shoulder up on my cross, take it home to my Jesus, say that good news, good news, good news, good news, my Fantastic. Wow. That oh my was goodness. Amazing. Listeners, if you could be here hearing all these harmonies that are just surrounding and enveloping Goosebumps. us. Yes. Goosebumps and chills. When they say professional singers, Mary, they are not kidding. Mm-hmm. These singers are fabulous. Really? And to think our to our, all our local listeners, you could go and hear that on Sunday. Well, and there's only there's fifteen and we only have half of that in six in this mm-hmm. room, and it sounded like that. Don't say that too much. They might do cutbacks. Oh <laughs> no cutbacks. No, <laughs> no cutbacks cut in the arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what a a fun show this has been mm-hmm. and really uh showcasing Basilica of the National Shrine Shrine of Mary Queen of the Universe. The church that's right out on on, on I-4 near Disney, a church that really does cater to our tourist community, mm-hmm. but they have managed to have such a fantastic 
uh, music program and arts program with so well respected with their music. Yeah, and not mm-hmm. just here in our city, but in our region and, and across our state. So super excited about having uh, some of them on on the show today. And there's a few we still haven't spoken with: John, Aaron, and JC. So yeah, love to hear a so bit we from. have John Murray who sings tenor in the group, and we have AC James who sings bass in the group. Uh, when you speak, I think probably will know what you speak. <laughs> and then we have Aaron Stilson who is my wonderful executive assistant. But she also sings in this group and performs at Capones and teaches. And she's another, she's like the female Marshall Webb. The two of them are just like <laughs> many, 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 many hats. That's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> we'll put together a team. Yeah, there we go. So, Aaron, you actually were the one who brought the show idea to us. Why did you think it was important for listeners out there to hear about this music program? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, just to echo what everybody else has been saying, I think that it is an absolute honor to sing with this group. Um and you, Julie was actually the one that brought me onto it. She's the one that got me the audition, and um, turns out I knew a whole bunch of people there when I when I started. And um, it's just a really, really wonderful group. I personally love choral music. I think that there is such a power and a strength about a bunch of people singing together. Um, and when you when the harmonies are just right and the intonation is just right, it's it's a spirituality unto itself. Mm. Um, so for you know for those that you know, maybe they're not necessarily religious, that music can be that form of religion in their life. Um, And this group, I just, I'm absolutely thrilled by it. And I thought that a lot of the stuff that we have done is very much in line with the mission of bringing arts to the community. Um, Over Christmas, we did a concert at the, um, what, Coleman Penitentiary? Was that it? And um, we did it for the women's uh, prison there. And I mean, we were all in tears by the end of it, mm. just seeing the impact that we had within the first couple of notes mm. for these women that, you know, they don't get this on a regular basis. Um, so it's 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 wonderful for me to be. I have a question for you, Erin, because you also sing with Central Florida Community Arts, yes? Well, I well I teach for mm-hmm. CFC Arts. She's singing in the upcoming staff cabaret. I am. <laughs> you are. Um, but I'm not. I'm not part of the choir, actually. Have no. you Have you been? No, I no. always thought that you were. No, no, I, I, I started with CFC Arts as a teacher, and then moved up into uh, doing some outreach, and then arts in action, and now I'm right next to Josh every single day. So, not Poor as a performer. The, I'm the so cabaret sorry. will be my first time. Yeah, <laughs> oh, singing with CFC Arts. Arts. Yep, wonderful. So you said that you love singing choral music, but why do you think choral music is is so important to continue and to, for people to appreciate? I think because it's an opportunity, if you are part of the choir, it is an opportunity for you to express yourself in a group and you get that communion and that family with with your, with your everybody around you. And again, that energy and that electricity that just goes from one person to the next when you're singing in a huge group like that. And if you are on the opposite end as an audience member and you're listening to just that huge sound, um, it's... It's thrilling, I think. It really is. I, I never feel more at one with the, the universe. That sounded really trippy. No, um, I get it. But when I'm singing with choirs, yeah. What about Queen of the Universe? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mary? <laughs> so AC- and you were a music major, right? Yes, I am. Just, I'm just yes. curious. <laughs> Wondering if it was another miracle. Okay. Oh, no. You're awesome. <laughs> so AC, uh, you know, there's, a, there's this kind of rumor out there that the happiest people sing in choirs. And you've got this big permanent smile on your face. You can't, no, we can't see you uh, here on the radio. But why do you think that's true? Do you think that's true? And why do you think uh, singing in choirs brings people joy and happiness? 
Well, just to er- echo some of what Aaron said, you know, when you sing in a choir, you f- you feed off of everybody else in in the that's in the room as as well. You know, I mean, it's just like it's just like worship in general. You know, even the Bible says it's best to worship in a group. Mm-hmm. Blessings come to worshipers that gather that gather in a group. And as a part of the choir, a good a good thing about being a part of, of a choir as opposed to singing by yourself is, you know, you're you're part of a team and there's mutual encouragement and also a, accountability. It make it keeps us disciplined and and, and on our game. Mm. You know, we you know, as as professionals, part of what we do to prepare every week is, you know, we do the necessary homework. So so we use rehearsal time to instead of learning what's on the paper, learning to bring it out properly. And together. And together. You know, there, there, physically it has been proven that when groups of people are together, and particularly when they're performing together, singing, dancing, we release endorphins and hormones and serotonin, all those good chemicals, dopamine, that make us feel good, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you, I, I, I agree with that 100%, by the way. And what joy does it bring you to be a professional singer in this group, right? Like, it's very hard to make a living or get paid uh, to be a vocalist, and and what joy does that bring you? Well, I I agree I agree with you. It is it is hard to get paid as a as a vocalist and a musician in general, and I and I think that's a shame because because for me for me personally, music is spiritual fuel. I mean, I I do not do music full time personally, but honestly, I would if I would if I could if I can make a living that way, I I, I could. Did you go to university for music? I didn't actually. I have an engineering degree. That's what I that's what I do. To pay the bills, nice. to keep the roof over my head. I'm Just a, real quickly, what do you do in engineering? I'm curious. I'm an electrical engineer. Specifically, I design power distribution for for buildings. With that so voice, quite <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? So quite simply, I make things work when you plug them in. I make the lights turn on when you hit the switch. Very oh. cool. So AC, let's get real for a second, right? What's your favorite song that you sing at the Basilica? And what's the song that you're like, oh, do we have to sing that one again? <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. <laughs> well, well, just like just like any area of, of of music, I certainly cannot pick just one song. I can name I can name several. I mean, for example, I've loved our Gene Cotter music. I that always touches my heart. You know, whether we're singing it or whether whether Bill's playing instrumentals during you know during our non singing segments during a mass. You know, I mean, I I've known to just sit up there and and, and meditate. So it's 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 beautiful. As for as for a song that I particularly don't like to sing, I can't think of one right now. I, oh, I, that's I really, a very I really can't. safe for, answer. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps they're there, but I, I, I can't think of any. It's not, definitely none, yeah. nothing by Marshall Webb or Dr. Bill, right? Like you love all of their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Depends on whether or not we're recording. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. Isn't kidding, AC no, and DC like with batteries and engineering, like for, for currents? I think right, so. You're an engineer and you're AC. I just... I don't know. That's like divine. <laughs> oh, all right, that's all. Well, <laughs> well, Josh, Josh said earlier that Jesus has a sense of humor. So that's there, true. There so there we go. I yeah, love that. So, so John, uh, you're the tenor in the group today. Yes. And uh, so tell us, how long have you been singing? <laughs> well, uh, I started singing uh, in church choirs uh, here locally. I grew up uh, in Seminole County here in Orlando, and. Uh, Started singing in adult church choirs when I was nine years old, and I've been singing ever since. Uh, when I went to school up in D.C., I sang in uh, the sister uh, church to this one, another national shrine up there for six years. And from there, I went to another church and sang there for four years. And then I came back home and uh, had to get uh, together with this shrine. So uh, church singing, I've been doing it since I was nine. Singing, uh, my mother probably 
couldn't stand the rest of me when I was singing as early as I was. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you an exact date, but I've been singing most of my life. Nice. And is sacred choral music your favorite genre to perform? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm an opera singer by training. I have uh, two uh, degrees in vocal performance opera. But I grew up within the church. My, my father actually worked for the Diocese of Orlando here in the Catholic Church. So I was always found within the church and, and music is always happening there. So that kind of just went hand in hand with that. Uh, it is my favorite. I, uh, I've come to, to absolutely love the grand works of it, you know, the Mozart Requiems and Verdi Requiems and everything else that just comes with liturgical music. And it just, it, it really touched my heart. As he said, there are some bad ones out there, but I won't go into detail about that. But most <laughs> of it is, is very wonderful to, to, to listen to and enjoy. That's awesome. And so, John, you're actually, we're, we're about to wrap up the show. You're one of the last people we're going to get to talk to. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about this music program that maybe we haven't talked about so far? Uh, it's it's a music program that you really have to come to uh, experience. In in one single mass, we can go f- into the throes of m- contemporary music by Jeannie Cotter or Marty Hagen or any of the like, and then also we can sing in the styles of Palestrina and Thomas de Luis Victoria in the Renaissance polyphony style of the early music. And then we'll turn right around and sing an Andre Dawson spiritual. Mm. It's really one of those things you never know what you're going to get with the shrine. And I've sung in many, many church choirs where... It's kind of day in, day out, you do the same old music. But this one here has kind of kept me on my toes, and it's been entertaining and wonderful to, uh, to be in. And, and as everyone has said here, it's a familial thing, so that also helps a lot. That's great. Real quickly, I think someone needs to tell us uh, what we heard you sing at the opening of this segment. Uh, who was that by? Oh, yeah, what was the song that we heard earlier? That was an arrangement by William Dawson, who uh, did a lot of spirituals, and it's called Ain't of That Good News. Mm. Ain't of That Good News. Well, this has been some good news mm-hmm. today, Mary, for sure. And Dr. Bill, as we leave, will you remind us when we can come and see you perform and how we can get in touch with you? The choir sings at the Saturday 6 p.m. Mass, as well as Sunday morning 9.30 and 11.30. You can get in touch with us, certainly on our Facebook page, uh, Mary Queen of the Universe Shrine Catholic Church. Or uh, if you want to visit the music ministry in particular, it's music at Mary Queen of the Universe. Great. And do you have a website as well? We have a website, maryqueenoftheuniverse.org. Okay. And uh, just one other quick thing. We have a 25th uh, Jubilee celebration coming up November 17th and 18th. There'll be a gala concert with the choir on uh, November 17th and then a big mass on uh, November 18th. It'll be a big to-do. Awesome. Dr. Pitcher, thank you so much for that information. You're welcome. Thank you for the great work that you're doing. Thank you, sir. Thanks to all our guests today. Mary, this has been fun. It was really wonderful. We need to go to a concert together out there. And listeners, please come and join us Saturday evenings or Sunday mornings at Basilica of the National Shrine of Mary, Queen of the Universe. Until next week, thank you for joining us on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart.